schnossages. I remember I recommended Sosig for a name for a pet, and you just, you you almost <laughs> blocked me on social media. <laughs> I did. You're like, no, stop it. But do you remember recently when we were watching, I can't remember, maybe a DM, and someone said snossages, and we both whispered snossages in <laughs> yeah. unison? Snossages. Snossages. <laughs> and then looked at each other, and I was like, this is why we're friends. Yeah. We're in unison, too. It yeah. wasn't layered like that. No, we did it at the same time. Snossages. <laughs> but that time I had to do a count. Yeah. And in real life, it was natural. It was natural. It comes natural. <laughs> That's how you know your friends, mm-hmm. when you, in unison, whisper snossages. <laughs> and not a moment before do you know. So. Uh, drift compatible link connection. Yes. Here it is. Welcome to Hysterical History. I'm Haley. I'm Alexis. And today, Snossages. Snossages. Not really. The Great Snossage Rebellion. <laughs> the Great Snossage War of 864. <laughs> wow, it's old. <laughs> it is. Snossages, man, go way back. They go way back. Um, so, we just recorded your episode about Boudicca. Mm-hmm. And I had an episode ready, and I was like, meh, meh, meh. Like, should we record it now, or should we not? That's the exact sound she made. Meh, meh, meh. Meh, meh, meh. I'm like, fine. <sighs> fine, I guess we can do it if you make the meh, meh. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I wanted to rec- record this one, because a lot of things you said were very similar to what my <laughs> episode's about, even oh. though it is very different. Oh, wow. <laughs> as far as, um, time period and location. So... Cool. Here we go. Here we go. So you don't have to listen to the Bodica episode before you listen to this, but why are you listening to them out of order? Go listen to it. What are you doing? Maybe they go backwards. Maybe. And if so, do it right after this. Yeah. You're welcome. You'll know. Or these, I guess these, this one might not be right after Bodica. Who cares? Yeah. Go listen to it. Who cares? But anyway, today we're going to talk about Japan. Japan. So there's going to be a lot of Japanese pronunciations that probably aren't going to be super good. We haven't talked about Japan in a while. We haven't. I think the only episode we have about Japan is the Russo-Japanese War. Right. And it was mostly about Russia. How stupid, yeah. Because it was mostly about them just doofusing over the entire world. Somehow managing not to self-destruct on their way to Japan. But then just quitting as soon as they got there. Probably for the best. I get it. Sometimes you, like, set out to have a goal, and then you, like, trip on the way out of your house, and then you're just like, never mind. Yeah, that was Russia. <laughs> you accidentally tied your own shoes together, mm. uh, destroyed the world, everyone's mad, attacked the wrong people, and then it's like, well, I just give up, dude. I'm tired. I'm tired. I want to... sucks. I want a nap. But today, we're going to talk about the... Uh, Genpai War, mm-hmm. which is, uh, they call it the Japanese Civil War, and I kind of, it's like, yes and no, because it's like two fighting factions of samurais. Okay. Um, so, in some ways, yeah, and then in other ways, it's like, is it really like Japan, like, all together unite? Sure. So, like, meh, I don't know. But, it's apparently a big cultural deal to them, and they consider that, I think, their Civil War. Okay. So, I'm going to say, yes. There you go. We're going to go with it. But I have a quote at the top that says, Japanese history, like most national histories, tends to be a bit of a sausage fest. So sick. So sick. Snossages. Snossages. An emperor here, a samurai there, and some Buddhist monks thrown in for good measure. Mm-hmm. We don't like to talk about the Buddhist monks' dicks, but... No. They have them. They do have them. You don't want to think about what's under there. <laughs> But you know what's under there. But you know. You Everybody know. knows. So sick. It's like what's under the kilt. Mm-hmm. Shoes. <laughs> Shoes? <laughs> That's yeah. N- no? Below. What? Like literally f- underneath, like down. Oh. On the feet. I got it. As, as in there's nothing else... It's just you shoes. would be you would laugh so hard if you knew <laughs> what I had pictured oh, in my I, mind. I get what you pictured. Yeah. That's not where you put shoes. That's not what you're doing. How does it stay on? <laughs> so the Genpai War uh, is from 1180 until 1185. Okay, so it's, cool. It's nice length. It's not like super long. Hundred years war. <laughs> it's not too hot. It's but not it's, too cold. Yeah, just right. It's just right. Just right. That perfect perfect time. And it. Marks the end of the aristocratic Heian period from 794 to 1185. Yeah. Of 
course. Which is probably also why this is like a big deal for them because it's like a very long period of their time and then this is the end of it because mm-hmm. of this war. So it's got considerable um, cultural impact and this is when like the era of samurai becomes like the biz. Yeah. Like samurai happened before this but they're not like so popular I guess. Sure. Whereas they're... this is like now samurais are in charge. Mm-hmm. They're in vogue. They're vogue. Yes. Vogue in They're it. in vogue. In Japanese vogue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doing all sorts of hand motions around their head. Making shapes. <laughs> Make it, throwing shapes. Throwing shapes. That's what you do when you're a samurai. Um, I have one quote that says, Japan's civil war was essentially an over-the-top family feud over control of the imperial throne. And I'm yeah. like, isn't it always a family feud, a civil war? Yeah. <laughs> and they mean, like, one specific family. But in the, you know, idea of the country is the family, it always is. Mm. Um, but it, it pits uh, the aristocratic Kyoto-based Taira clan against the rough country provincial-based Minamoto clan. Mm, yes. So we've got, like... Fancy boys in fancy robes against the boys who live in the woods. The hicks. Yep. As it always is. It happens. Yeah. Uh, Tyra is like kind of, you know, poised to win because they have more money and more supplies and everything. Yeah. Um, but they're driven out of Kyoto uh, and then oh, by their alienated vassals in oh. 1183. Uh-oh. Like, halfway through the war. <laughs> you gotta pay them. <laughs> yeah. You can't make your servant folk <laughs> mad. There's way more of them than there are. Uh, that's, uh, bye. Yeah. You gotta manage that. Like, in modern times, to give you an idea of, like, how, like, kind of vital this war is, there are, like, lots of movies and novels and video games about it, obviously, because, like, once once you have, like, a cool era in your history mm-hmm. that people like a lot, then everything's about that. Yeah. Like, we have so many Civil War movies and things and revolutionary ones, and just, like, mm-hmm. in England, it's, like, it's all Elizabethan or Victorian and, like, nothing in between because yeah. nobody cares. Nobody knows, like, anything else. You, every country has, like, important eras, mm-hmm. and this is, like, one of Japan's, like, big deal eras. It's always got to be like a war, doesn't it? Yeah. I, I mean, guess not with England. England's like the one yeah. exception in a way. It's it's like either times of prosperity, I think, or it's like when there's being some sort of handoff in like power or like the situation, and that's mm-hmm. usually a war. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how they feel about War of the Roses as far as like. I mean, yeah. There the are, thing they talk about. There are a lot of media. It's just, it's also very confusing. Yeah. It's not easy to make, like, a show about. It was hard to do an episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just to remember. There's a part where I was like, okay, hold on. I have to read my sources <laughs> so that it makes sense. It's going to take me a minute. Right. Uh, but even now, they have, uh, in Japan, a New Year's singing competition called NHK Kohaku Uta Gasen, uh, which is known as the Red and White Song Battle. Okay. And so red and white are like the main colors on their flag, mm-hmm. right? But they're also the main colors for these two uh, fighting groups. Oh. Like those are the colors they were using. Um, let me see where it's at. And it's like a where. New Year's karaoke contest? <laughs> yes. Um, Tyra is the red and Minamoto is the white. Oh, wow. So the red is the aristocrats and the white is the country folk. America should take note. Um, That's how we should get over, like, the Civil War. But here's here's a picture of the, the competition. There's only one person <laughs> in red, the woman. Uh, they and look great. lots of guys in white. They look great, though. They do. But, yeah, so that's... The, and, and we kind of do that, too. Like, ours was not quite, I guess, red versus blue, but, like... Being gray kinda. versus blue? Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying we should do a singing contest. Oh, <laughs> sure. But during this time, because of, like, samurais in general being a big deal, mostly, you know, and samurais are mostly men, um, that they are leaving home and then women become in charge of the house, mm-hmm. um, which uh, reminds me a lot of Spartans. Yeah. It's like when when your men are leaving a lot or fighting a lot or possibly dying a lot, somebody still has to be in charge and, like, take care of things. And mm-hmm. then women, weirdly, it's like... Because of wartime, and, you know, same with, like, World War II, um, women become more independent and important. Yeah. Uh, because now they're all you have. <laughs> yeah, you, uh... Suddenly. 
Yeah. It's, you have to rely on them. It's got to be like women or your slaves. Yep. So And gross. Gross. So women it is. We don't like either option, but at least they're the same race as us. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, but because of that, Japanese women at this time are very educated um, in like the affairs of like how to take care of a household, how to produce crops, how to like trade and negotiate. Um, they even are given... Um, like defensive training to like defend themselves if they are attacked in their home Mm -hmm. by samurais and stuff, which is a very strong possibility. Right. Um, because samurais will just go in and rape and murder you. Yeah. Uh, they're, you know, they're loose cannon Viking boys. They don't care. Right. So they, they have weapons and they have defense training to help them out because the men are not going to be there to help them. Mm -hmm. Probably. And some of them are even going into battle with their husbands. Mm-hmm. Um, as I, like, I love those. It's awesome. Yes. Um, so that's pretty cool. And and women who, especially like all, I think all women are more educated at this time than previously, mm-hmm. but women who are engaged to samurais or like betrothed to them when they're young are like given, you know, like serious focused education about it. So like, this is going to be rough for you. Mm-hmm. So, so you got to know a lot of biz. Uh, like, they know how to write, how to paint, they know how to do tea ceremonies and manage the estate and the servants. So they know, like, the general, like, femininity things they're supposed to know. Right. And how to, like, communicate and read, and they also know how to, like, run the family biz. Pretty cool. Pretty good. Um, and they, so husbands normally fight with katanas, which I think everyone knows what a katana is. Yeah. Like, it's just a really long blade, thin sword that's, like, I think single-sided. It's just on sharp mm-hmm. on the one side. Yeah. Um, and then there's also a shorter one called a wakizashi. Um, and women learn how to use, uh, it depends on where you read what it's called, but it's either a ningata or a naginata, mm-hmm. which are basically like pole weapons. It's mm-hmm. like a really long staff and then it's sharp on the end. Yeah. Like a spear. Um, and that's because their their weapon is more supposed to be for defense, right? which is why yeah. the stabby bit is so far away from you. Making up for that uh, shorter reach. Yes. and uh, And I think the idea is like, only kill someone if you have to whereas like the men are like this is meant to destroy you like specifically to cut off your head right so that's what we're doing and they also uh i read one in one source that they often carry carry daggers up their sleeves and um can throw them with very good (laughs) precision to take someone out if you need to right to the balls (laughs) exactly what a good shot Oh, one says, Samurai wives oversaw the management of the family estate, which, unfortunately, often included cleaning decapitated heads from the prominent fallen enemies to present to triumphant commanders. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, we killed all those people, cut off their heads, and then the women have to clean it up. Of course. Gross. As is the case. Yeah, go bury the heads in the yard. Go clean up the mess we did. Cool. Nice. One of what my main source that I used for this was from the website, um tofugu.com that says uh, individual biographies are one of my favorite ways to imagine and learn more deeply about Japanese history as it was lived almost like my very own low-tech RPG (laughs) and I'm like that's Uh the cutest thing I've ever heard that's very adorable (laughs) I love you Um, and uh, that's basically what we're telling you right here (laughs) low-tech RPG Uh, so we're going to talk about Tomoe Gozen. Oh, yes. Who is a 12th century warrior woman. Mm-hmm. I've heard um, of her. And she was a samurai. She didn't give an F. Um, when you look this up, you're going to find a lot of um, sass about word usage. Oh, yeah. Um, like, I have a quote that says, Linguistic purists point out that the term samurai is a masculine word. Therefore, there are no female samurai. Cool. What do they give instead, these linguistic heroes? Um, There is actually a name. Let me find it. So a lot of the websites you're going to read, if you read uh, articles about Tomoe Gozen, they're going to tell you that she is a onabugeisha. Okay. Um, And if you look up what that means, it's like a female warrior who is trained to 
like specifically to defend. Um, but my main article mm. that I was using, and I would argue that this is probably true just from everything I've read about her, uh, she would be better known as an onamusha, which is a very rare, but a female who is trained offensively, that she is there specifically to support, you know, whatever lord she's working for and to kill people. Hell yeah. Like she's, and most women who are trained as samurai mm-hmm. are uh, onabugeishas. So I understand why they say that. Sure. Because I think that they think that just means that she's a female samurai, basically. Sure. But as far as I understand, not the same thing. So, no. There, oh, there's some, like, paintings you might find that you're like, oh, that's a woman samurai. And then one of my articles was like, no, that's a dude. He's just very pretty. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they're they kind of all about that. They have a system in place. It's true. They have a system. <laughs> Even now. Um but yeah, it says some depictions of what appear to be samurai women are actually illustrations of beautiful men, such as the uh, Kiyonaga Tori drawing, thought to be created from the 17, 1785 to 1789. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we can post a picture of it, but he is very pretty, <laughs> so I understand. Um, as of a quote that says, according to Dr. Roberta Strapoli of Brigham Binghampton. Eh. Oh. Uh, from Binghampton University, though uh, this actually is not a female, but a famously pretty male samurai, Minamoto uh, Yoshitsune. Hell yeah. So, there's lots of paintings that you're like, oh look, pretty female lady samurai, and it's like, no, 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 no. Nah. He's just a pretty boy. He's just beautiful. And I like that one, he's famously pretty. <laughs> look how pretty he mm-hmm. is. Everyone knows what a beautiful man. But as you were telling us about Bodica, um, that your sources are limited, there is only one source about uh, mm. Tomoe Gosen, and it is the tale of the Haike? Haiki? I don't know how to pronounce Japanese. Uh, but it's an epic chronicle of the Genpai Wars. It's basically their Iliad. Okay, cool. So, like, it's also like, is she real? No one knows. <laughs> Semi-mythical, who knows if real? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, And Tomoe Gozen, her name means Lady Gozen. Or Lady Tomoe, sorry. Yeah. Gozen means lady. Now you know yeah. the rest of the story. Done. Lady Gozen. Or Lady Tomoe. I'm going to say Gozen. <laughs> lady, lady. Lady, lady. Madam Lady. <laughs> Is this like, it's like me if I was a lady to be Lady Lord. Yep. Um, so Lady Tomoe uh, is like a standout in there, not only because she's a warrior woman, because there are other warrior women in the story, but because she's a boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she, yeah, what? and I have a quote that specifically says she's extraordinarily rare woman warriors who engage in offensive battle. And that's the Onamusha. So it makes sense why people would automatically call her uh, Onabugeisha because that's the normal. So they're like, yeah, she's a woman and just fighting. And it's like, no, no, no. She's a woman and she's destroying people. And she's going for the throats. I watched this video specifically to learn how to say her name. Um, because I was like, is it Tomo? It was a Tomoe. How do I say <laughs> yeah. it? And I'm assuming that it's Tomoe because they said it one time and I was like, just say her name. Like, why aren't you saying it? Because they, they have, this... they don't know how to say it either. <laughs> they don't. It was like British people, <laughs> but they had a, but in, in it, it's like samurais fighting, but they have all of their armor on and mm-hmm. they have their masks on and then. She beheads the guy, and then they're like, wow, that guy's really cool. And then she takes <laughs> off her mask and they're like, what? What? <laughs> and it's hilarious. I am no man. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's all I could think the whole time I was reading all of this. Oh, and then a lot of things, um, Tomoe is depicted using a naginata, which mm-hmm. is the you know staff weapon the, with the yeah. thing on the end, which is traditionally what women use. But... Uh, that's what Onobugeisha used, and so probably she did not use that. She probably had a long sword and a bow and arrow, mm-hmm. like men. Like the dudes. Yeah, because those are the offensive weapons. If you're doing the offensive battle, you got to have the offensive weapons. Yeah. But they're like, she's a girl, so we'll give her this one. She's a girl. No, she's woman. She's going to kill you. That's right. And because of the source and, like, because historians, you know, even back in the day, don't really care about women, we don't know anything about, like, her 
previous life before this battle, basically. Right. What was her favorite color? Who, yeah. who knows? We don't know when she was born or where she was born or why she was born. Just yeah. like Boudica. Just like Boudica. We don't know, you know, about her childhood or why she became a warrior. Nothing. Mm-hmm. We do know um, specifically, though, about her love life. Oh, yes. Um, that she, I, I have a quote that says, she was definitely more than friends with Lord <laughs> Kiso no Yoshinaka, um, otherwise known as Miyamoto no Yoshinaka. Uh, but anyway, Lord Kiso is her boyfriend. Hell yeah. And he's, I shouldn't say even boyfriend. Some of the sources say that she's his concubine, but then other ones say that she's his wife. Like, mm. in different parts of the story, I think. Okay. So, like, don't know. But either way, she is not only, like, you know, his female companion, mm. and potentially he is more than one, probably, but um, she is fighting alongside him in his battles, like, every time. Hell and not yeah. only that, but he's, like, giving her command of people, like, dudes. Oh, my gosh. So. That's so hot. Even if she's, like, not technically his <laughs> wife, he, like, really respects her and clearly thinks, like, that she's super competent and right. capable. Has a lot of, like, personal um, trust in her. Like, respects her more than a wife. Yeah. Most uh, most dudes would not put other people's lives in the hands of their wife. No. Right. Especially, like, uh, warrior dudes. Your wife is right. at home. Right, she's not even with like, you. Like, no, all of you, listen to her. She knows more than you. It's like in Skyrim, um, you can marry people, uh-huh. but then that person, like, lives at your house, mm-hmm. and they don't go with you anywhere. And so in Skyrim, I always, like, find a husband, but then I also <laughs> always have a boyfriend who, yeah. like, goes on missions with me and is, like, my companion. It's just like Skyrim. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the person I really love is the one I take with me. Yeah. I'm like, I have home boyfriend to just take care of my house. Right. Or husband. But you're, then... You're the, the married butler. Yeah, but I spend my whole, like, all my time with mm-hmm. my travel companion. Your true love is for your warrior boyfriend. That's right. <laughs> so it's just like Skyrim. Mm-hmm. A lot of things that say the same thing. Because all the sources are the same because they're all from the <laughs> same main source. There's only one source. Yeah. Um... But yeah, Kiso is so impressed with her in general that, and specifically her skill in archer, she's like sniping people, Mm -hmm. um, and she's really courageous and just ready to run up and like try to cut someone's head off with like seemingly no worry about her own safety, uh, that he makes her a leading commander uh, in the Genpai War. Nice. Which is like, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Like this is, and especially because he, um, in his name, has Minamoto. Like yeah, he's he's not just on that side. It's like he is that side. He is that side. So he's a big deal. I I don't for all of these have like specific battles because they kind of just like summarize what mm-hmm. they he, have from that source. But uh, I have a quote that says, "In one battle, she's reported to have single handedly defended a bridge against dozens of attackers." In another, she is said to have killed many samurai warriors one after another in single combat, and then killed their leader. Uh, Ukida Iyayoshi. Attempting to drag her from her horse, Ukida infuriated Tomoe, who promptly decapitated him and delivered his head as a trophy to Yashinaka. I'm in love. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> who wouldn't be in love with her? It's better than flowers. Especially if you're a samurai. Right. Like, and you're that's the war you're fighting. She's like, I brought this for you, babe. And he's like, is that Ukinida? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh my god. It's Ukida? So, it's so hot. Hi. Wow. <laughs> you're the bae. Um, six months into a battle in 1181, uh, the Battle of Yoko Takawara, um, Tomoe defeats and collects the heads of seven mounted warriors. Mm, good. Uh, and it says, at a time and in a place where head collections were coveted like Oscar trophies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a big deal. I see what you mean about the similarities with yes. uh, Boudicca. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Immediately, I was like, no, we got to do this <laughs> we, right now. We got to do it. I need it fresh. Um, when you were talking about heads, I was just like, ah, yes. All I could think of was the wives yes. having to pick up heads and be like, Wah, and like <laughs> clean them up. Right. Uh, for decoration for the war room. Whereas Tomoe's like, I brought you some heads. And he's like, <laughs> I love you. I got a whole batch of heads. What a perfect angel. They were on sale at the end of my sword. Um, in the fifth month of 1183, so about halfway through the war at a battle of Tonamiyama, 
she leads a thousand of Lord Kiso's cavalry to victory. Hell yeah. A thousand men he Hell gave her. yeah, girl. And she's just like, hell yeah, destroy them. Let's, <laughs> let's cut off them dicks. Um, and heads. Yes. Them heads. <laughs> Mostly the, the up the top heads. Yeah, the top heads. <laughs> uh, those are the prizes. The other one's just for embarrassing you. <laughs> those are just for jewelry later. <laughs> yeah. No big deal. <laughs> Um, and then the first month of 1184 is the Battle of Ukide no Hama, which is she leads 300 of Lord Kiso no Yoshinaka's forces into an impossible battle against 6,000 Taira cavalry. Mm-hmm. Um, and this also reminds me, obviously, of Sparta. She's 300 people. They right. have thousands of people. Yeah. Um, and this is like the kind of pivotal battle, I think, of the war in general and specifically for Tomoe and like where we hear the most about her. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely that's where all the sources spend most of their time. Yeah, they really like this one. Yes, um, because she emerges from this battle as one of five Minamoto survivors. Whoa. They went in with 300 people. They came out with five people. Nice. And she is one of those people. Oh, my gosh. Her and, um... Did they win that Lord one? Kiso. No. Yeah, I'm like, uh, <laughs> doesn't sound like they won. They did not. <laughs> you know, maybe it was just really close. She and Lord Kiso both uh, survive. But, um, her... I have a quote that says, Her military exploits came to a dramatic end with her unexpected retirement during um, the 1184 Battle of Awazulan. Um, so, she gets to this battle and, uh... Her unexpected retirement was a really weird phrase for me that I was like, what does that mean? Did she get pregnant? Most people What's don't happening? unexpectedly retire right. from anything. That's that's a euphemism for something. Um, yeah. And and at this moment in the war, um, even though they lost that one battle like pretty majorly, mm-hmm. like in the same year, uh, Minamoto uh, clan has turned the tide in the war and they're like smashing Tyra to bits. Which is unsurprising, because once again, these are the, like, hill folk. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, they've got the rage. And, like, once you're in a city for too long, being aristocrats, you get <laughs> soft. You're all soft, and you think money's going to solve your problems. And then we cut off your heads. Yeah. <laughs> it says, but just when you'd think that the Minamoto clan would be joining a big su- in a big sweaty group hug, yeah. uh, they ramped up the family drama with a knockdown drag-out fight for the rights to be shogun. Hell yeah. Because this is the thing with samurai, mm-hmm. is it's like everyone is kind of your enemy. So even your own family members, once you've won the war, are going to want to fight you. For yeah. who's in charge now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's uh, there's still going to be that power vacuum. Yes, and so. you've got to fill it. And with samurai, it's not like, you know, with royalty, where there is a, like, obvious person who's next in line, mm-hmm. usually. Obviously, we've talked about a few that there is not obviously <laughs> a next person, yeah. or they are cheated out of it somehow. Right. But in this case, there is... No, there's no one that really makes sense besides like, oh, this is your family. Mm-hmm. And so then it's just like Thanksgiving time to massacre your family. <laughs> right. Everyone's eyeing each other <laughs> over the potatoes. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. who's going to be first? Who's going to get stabbed secretly while they're trying to get cranberry mm-hmm. sauce? It wasn't cranberry sauce. Blood. It was blood. <laughs> it's congealed blood of my <laughs> brother. Um. So that starts happening. And Lord Kiso is going up against uh, his brother, basically. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, his cousin, uh, Minamoto no Yor- Yoritomo, uh, is going to fight Minamoto no Yoshitsune. Of course. That's, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're cousins, and they're going to kill each other, basically. Nice. Do see it. see who's in charge. Uh, I have a quote that says, it was a bad day for Camp Tomoe. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like her and her boyfriend won, and then, or I mean, her husband probably won, mm-hmm. and then now, like, one of them is definitely going to die. Yeah. And, um, you know, maybe it's not going to be her husband. Right. And so, once they get down, uh, to once again, it says their forces get dwindled down to five, which makes it sound like it's the same battle as the previous one, but apparently it isn't. Hmm. Um, this is, like, post that battle. But. Is it still in the war, or is this the family feud? Um, I think the war is technically still happening okay. until they 
figure out who's in charge. Yeah. So, and I think there's, like, some battles after this that are kind of just, like, them trying and then failing miserably. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, pretty much the war's over, but not (laughs) technically. Yeah. And so uh, she... She's there with him. They get down to five people on his side, and he says, you gotta go. Oh. Like, to, to leave. Yeah. Uh, he commands her to. And it depends on the source that you read whether or not he commanded her to because he says he was, like, um, embarrassed to fight and die next to a woman, which I'm like, what? <laughs> like, that doesn't make any sense in character. That... She's been leading his armies for a while, and he's been super okay with it. Seems like a weird time to get skittish about <laughs> get that. sexist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like to believe, there, I think there was one that I read where someone said it was because he didn't want her to die. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. probably. He seems like he loves her. Like, mm-hmm. it's his wife that he's probably like, you better go. Or like, yeah. or that he doesn't want her to see him die. Right. Like, that that's embarrassing. And I'm like, that makes sense right. to me. It's not like the shame of a woman seeing him die. It's like, no. The shame of, like, I don't want my wife to see this. Yeah, yeah, and, like, for her to be scarred by it, like, that she has to watch me be beheaded or whatever. Yeah, even though she is a consummate professional. Yeah, but it's, like, it's different when it's someone you really love, you Mm -hmm. know? It's, like, that's heartbreaking. And so that he's probably trying to spare her in some way, either her life or, like, emotionally. Mm -hmm. Um, That he's, like, no, you should go. Like, this isn't, like, like it seems already like he thinks it's not going to go his way and it's not going to be good, which is fair because his cousin sounds like he's kind of a beast. Mm-hmm. So I get it. Um, and so he tells her to go and she's like, okay, I guess I'll leave, but she really doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. And so on the way out, she's like, let me see who I can kill before I leave. <laughs> you know, just on the way out. <laughs> yeah, like, while I'm leaving, <laughs> let's just see who I can take she's down. She's in the checkout counter, and she's just, like, grabbing deaths yeah, on the like, way out. She's like, I need some gum, too. Yeah, um, some gum, couple heads. And so as she's leaving, she sees 30 Tyra warriors, like, out there. Mm-hmm. And then she's like... Well, this is what I'm going to do. She's like, good. I um, had some stuff to work through. Right. And so then she's like, which one of these boys is the strongest boy? <laughs> which is my favorite <laughs> yeah. thing. But she's not like, I'm just going to go kill a random dude. She's mm-hmm. like, which one of these guys is the best guy? Mm-hmm. And that's the guy I'm going to kill. Hell yeah. Because I got to prove. And, and I think she's doing it, you know, not only because she's probably like frustrated now because she like wants to be involved. Right. But she also like wants to prove that she's like legit you know deserves to be there Mm -hmm. and i feel like you know despite how many people she's killed personally or led people to kill you always feel like you have to prove yourself as a woman surrounded by men yeah always and especially after you've been dismissed that you're like well i gotta do something he didn't say i couldn't kill people on the way out yeah he just told me to please leave to not be next to him when he dies great i'll kill people over here cool and so she sees the famed strongman um, Onda no Hachiro. And mm-hmm. so she's like, there we go. There he is. That's the target. <laughs> Lasers him. Mm-hmm. Gets her scope out <laughs> to snipe him. And so uh, as she heads over there, Lord Kiso is fatally wounded and dies, um, leaving Yoritomo uncontested to be the shogun. So Great. Good for him. But she runs over there and finds... Um, the guy she was looking for and decapitates him. Hell yeah. Goodbye. Bye. And probably everyone else pees themselves and runs away. (laughs) Oh, she's serious. Oh, I thought we were done fighting. (laughs) I thought we settled this. We were leaving. We were leaving. Because those were Tyra soldiers. Those weren't like Minamoto's other people. Yeah. So like they thought, they probably were like retreating. (laughs) She's uh, like, no. What a great victory. Oh my God. What the hell? No. And so there's a lot of different accounts after that of what happens to her. Mm. Um, Like, Lord Kiso dies, and he gets buried. I don't think they actually know his burial place. There's, like, a couple, I think, that claim to be his burial site. targets, yeah. Yeah. Um, But people don't actually know what happened to Tomoe because... uh, History don't care. They don't care. Yeah. Um, So I'm going to tell you a few stories, and then I'm going to tell you what my favorite one is. Okay. But um, none of them are happy because, you know, Japan. Um, Because, you know, Japan. I'm not trying to say that in a mean way. It's just that, like, they don't like happy endings, Mm -hmm. generally. 
I don't think, in their stories. Um, And not only that, but, like, I think, I guess in a Western way, we wouldn't consider them happy, but a lot of them are, like... I mean, just watch Neon Genesis Evangelion. (laughs) Yeah, just watch almost any anime. Super happy ending. (laughs) But um, most, most of these end with, like, some sort of suicide or something bad happening to her. Mm-hmm. But, like, I guess, you know, in Japanese culture, suicide isn't considered the same, like, I don't know, negative way that it is in Western culture. Right, it's like saving honor. Yeah, so to me, they're sad. Perhaps to Japanese people, they're not sad. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, there's there's that. That's what I mean. Not, okay, sure. Not that, like, they love sad, but they do. <laughs> they just love sad. In the same way that, like, French people love sad things, like, Japanese people also really like sad it, things. It makes I, their souls happy. I think there's a reason that, like, the Japanese and French get along really well. <laughs> and I think that's one of the reasons. Like, generally. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, England is an ex of both of theirs. They have that's a, true, too. They have a lot in common. So... But, um, so some say that she is captured after this battle by Minamoto no uh, Yoritomo, so by the cousin, um, by his henchman, uh, Wada Yoshimori, um, and that she's forced to become his concubine, and then give, and she gives birth to the legendary strongman Asahina Soburo Yoshihide, um, hmm, so that's cool. Part of me is like, ew, and part of me is like, I mean, your she kid's cool. Captured, you know, raped, basically, yeah. and then has this guy's kid. Uh, and that just, I don't feel like that's even realistic. Like, wouldn't mm-hmm. she just kill that guy? Wouldn't she kill him? Yeah. Like, oh. wouldn't she just kill Wada? Like, just wait until they're alone and kill him? I think. Why not? Like, I don't know, maybe she's, like, pregnant too soon. Maybe, but she's, I don't know, she's such a warrior woman that I feel like even capturing her, like, she would just either, like, kill them or she'd just kill herself mm-hmm. or die, you know? Right, it's, it's, like that, you'd think she would kill herself, like, as soon as humanly possible. I don't think, yeah, I don't think that she would be taken without a fight. That just seems very unrealistic to me mm-hmm. and feels like, almost in some ways, that it's, like, sexist. Like, it's, uh you know, the other side's narrative. And then we captured yeah. her and... And, like, that yeah. men are willing to kill themselves for honor and women aren't mm-hmm. is what it almost feels like, too. Sure. So, especially when that's one of their only, like, female, their like, uses. actively fighting, right. you know? yeah. Like, so, I don't like it. But anyway, <laughs> um, another one, um, according to the Genpai Sasuki, which is, like kind of an add-on to the tale of Henkai or whatever it's called. Um, The main one, Mm -hmm. the Iliad one, says that she was ordered to go home by Yoshinaka, by her boyfriend, husband, and she went there and tells the story of his final battle um, so that he becomes a legend, basically. Okay. Um, So that one's not too bad, I guess. Um, Nothing bad happens to her there. There's another concubine one. Oh, and it also feels like probably, I feel like that strongman guy probably was just like, yeah, this crazy warrior woman's my mom. Exactly. Like, and it's that's someone, the only way that that math works out. It's someone trying to, like, bolster up their heritage. Right, which is interesting because, you know, it's specifically about his mother mm-hmm. um, being a cool samurai. Because he wants to be like, I'm from two really powerful samurai. Right. And they can probably prove that Wada is his dad, but, like, then it's like, who's your mom? And he's like, oh, Tomoe is my mom. And they're like, how right. does that work? How and then he's that like, work? he stole her. Um, Super cool. <laughs> she's kept away hidden. You'll never find her ever. Yeah. Don't even try to try to back up my story. Don't even. Don't, I'll kill you. And in a similar way, like with Vikings, that we were like, oh, they say this guy's their dad, <laughs> yeah. who might not have been real. Or like the French always say Charlemagne's their relative. He's my uncle, dad. Cousin. Brother. brother. <laughs> son. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that people, you have legitimacy. <laughs> so that's probably where that, I would assume that's how that came about. Um, and there's some versions where she does this immediately, and there's some versions where she does this after that, having the son. But either way, it ends up that she becomes a nun, and then, like, a Buddhist nun, yeah. and she, um, like, is just sad about Lord Kiro, or Kiso for the rest of her life, and um, dies when she's 91. She's pretty old. It's pretty old. But then it's just like, she's just really sad for a long time. <laughs> like, that's not nice. She's I don't an, know. She's an old nun. That's not a happy ending to me. 
<laughs> because it's just her being sad forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's cool. And being like, no more love. I can never love again. And others say that she committed seppuku on the battlefield. Um, but I also feel like that's weird because usually you do that to not get captured. So like maybe if she was going to get captured, but it doesn't, but the rest of the narrative doesn't sound like she's being captured. Mm-hmm. It sounds like she's being told to leave and she kills someone and then leaves. Sure. So then I'm like, why would she just kill herself then? Like, mm-hmm. and especially that way, you know, cause that's like specifically the warrior way of killing yourself to like, to be right. like either I am shamed and I deserve this or like, this is the only way for me to not get captured. Mm-hmm. So that feels weird to me. Right. I don't know, like, a ton about the culture, so, like, I might be wrong, but it does seem strange if she's not being taken. Right, because, like, it's, I wonder if it's a thing to, like, do it if your commander goes down, Is like, if that's part of it, but I don't, I don't know all the intricacies of... Right. Maybe, but also then I feel like in the narrative it would say that, that he told her right. to, like, go down too. Mm-hmm. Or he would have said, like, if I die, you got to kill yourself or something. Mm-hmm. Or you should you should commit seppuku. Instead of, like, go away. Right. <laughs> like, which, like I said, a lot of people think he's like, go away, gross woman. And I'm just like, what? Get out of here. It's very weird. <laughs> go. And Get like, out of here. And maybe even that was something he said out loud. And he really meant to her, like, I just want you to be safe and go away. Mm-hmm. But, like, that was some weird saving face situation. Because he didn't want to have a tender moment in front of his enemies with his wife. I don't know. But it seems weird to me. I don't get it. Um, And then other people say that Kiso is killed by his attackers. um, And then that she steals his head. Nice. Before the enemy can get it. Mm -hmm. um, So they don't do anything to it and defile it. And then that she takes it with her and then walks into the ocean to die. That's that's my new favorite. (laughs) But still, it's like she kills herself and it's still sad. (laughs) And it still, like, does the thing with the narrative where it's all about him. Mm Mm-hmm. Where it's like, in every version, it's like, she's doing it for him, because of him, around him, or it's like she's being raped and being a mom. Mm -hmm. And it's like, in every version, it's like, she's either a grieving widow who never gets over it in any way, and can't, or she's she's a baby factory. Reduced to uterus. (laughs) Yeah, and it's like, both of those are really depressing. All of that's really depressing to me. If I do prefer one, I do think it's her walking into the ocean. Just because it's a very, like, I don't I know. do like her just stealing the head. Yes. I like her stealing the head, and I like I, I like the image of her being like, and now I'm done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that kind of being up to her. Yeah. Instead of being like, this is for honor or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just like, he's finished, and he was my commander, so I'm finished. Right. And it's like, and it's more, like, poetic in a way, walking yeah. into the ocean um even though like i said all of them are depressing (laughs) but and there's so many are all of these in that same text i don't think so they make it sound like there's a supplementary text Mm. specifically about this sure and i don't know if it like revolves around only this or if it's supposed to be like in epilogue situation and someone just wrote it like way later or something Mm, someone was doing some fan fiction it sounds maybe like that yeah Mm, i don't like how this one is some retconning (laughs) let me fix that no i wanted to go to a nun nunnery Um, and be blah 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 right and when you hear the story you might hear like multiple of those things all at once Mm -hmm. um but whatever Um, But the other thing about Tomoe that's really cool is that she's just very present Mm -hmm. in Japanese culture. Like you were talking about with Bodoka too. Like that was the other thing where you were like, there's statues of her everywhere and everything. Like there are multiple statues of Lord Kiso and um, Tomoe is like standing guard over him. Like he's like, he's seated and she's like standing ready to fight someone, Mm -hmm. which I think is very cool. I love it. Um, It's very cute. And, uh... They have, like, a parade. Military power couples are so good for me. They're amazing. I mean, any kind of power couple, but it's extra cool when it's military, because it's like, if you're not supposed to be on the battlefield, you're a lady. It's like, I'll cut your hat off if you say that again. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They have a parade. It's one of Kyoto's three great festivals. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's called the Jidai Matsuri, and they have it uh, on October 22nd every year. Um, so they just had it. Cool. Cool. Not too long ago. And, um, it's a five hour, two kilometer pageant parade 
featuring 2,000 people dressed as historical figures from Jap- like Japan's earliest recorded times up through the Meiji period, which is 1912. That's when that ends. Nerds. Nerds. <laughs> and it's like in the Meiji period like when they get very um, Western and yeah. modernized. So I understand why they stopped doing it. Yeah. They're like, this is the good endy point. This is the modern time. It's time to stop. Yeah. Uh, everything after this is uh, bad. We don't talk about that. <laughs> We're done. But um, she's on a lot of uh, woodcut artists, like, mm-hmm. made of her. Yeah. Um, that are really beautiful. And, like, they have her name, I think, in the title, so you know that it's her. Or they have her holding a naginata, which might be the other reason they use that as a symbol, because... Uh, because they have the pretty men that, like, they're like, yeah. this is Tomoe, and they want to show that to you by showing that she has a feminine weapon, even right. if it's not what she used. Um, but it does obviously create, like, an issue with actual facts. <laughs> that it's like, no, that's not what she is. Probably not. But it is um, such a, like, a feminine, like, instant visual symbol yes. of female warrior. You know that she's a woman. Right. And then you can almost... in entirely assume that it's Tomoe because she's basically like their main female mm-hmm. samurai lady. Such a ro- romantic figure. Mm, yes. And she's also in oh they and they call it Japan's epic war poem, you mm-hmm. know, because it's just like the Iliad. It's the Hike Monogatari, which is the tale of Hike, or um also, it's the gunkimono, as they call it, but I don't, I don't like that one so much. Uh, say that again. Gunkimono. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me want to swab out my ears. And, and I have some quotes from it, too, about her specifically. Uh, chapter four is called The Death of Lord Kiso. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder what happens in that chapter. Spoilers. <laughs> and that one's the most frequently studied passage, it says, in the entire book. So that's also, like, it seems to be, like, that's the pivotal point of the whole story, which yeah. is probably why Tomoe is such a big deal. Because uh, they do talk about him having another female um, warrior with him, but, like, they kind of mention her, say that she got sick, and then entirely talk about Tomoe. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> she got sick and went home. Yeah. It says, um, Kiso no Yoshinaka had brought with him from Shinano two female attendants, Tomoe and uh, Yamabuki. Yamabuki had fallen ill and stayed in the capital. Oh. <laughs> of the two, Tomoe was especially beautiful, with white skin, long hair, and charming features. She was also a remarkably strong archer and a swordswoman. She was a warrior worth a thousand, ready to confront a demon or god. Oh my god, that's so cool. <laughs> mounted on foot, or on foot. She handled unbroken horses with superb skill. She rode unscathed down perilous descents. Whenever a battle was imminent, Yoshinaka sent her out as his first captain, equipped with a strong armor, an oversized sword, and a mighty bow, and she performed more deeds of valor than any of his other warriors. Thus, she was now one of the seven who remained after all the others had fled or perished. Oh my gosh. That line about, like, demons or gods is so badass. Hell yeah. She's like, I don't give an F. <laughs> I'll take you all on. Kill everybody. <laughs> um, so in the 15th century, there is a no play. Uh, I don't know if that's how you say it. It's N-O-H play. Mm-hmm. Um, which apparently are very, like, calm. Yeah, they're... Um... Kind of like, uh, they're very, what's the word, intentional and like in their movements. Yes. And I don't know, anyone, I was going to say like anyone who watches anime completely knows like what it's all about. Yes. But like, it's like very intentional, like sound design and Mm -hmm. makeup and masks. Yeah. It it feels like, or it seems like it's more about feeling than it is about like what's actually happening. Mm -hmm. They want you to like feel transported into whatever world they've created. Right. And they're doing that, like, very intently with every piece of it. Um, and I watched a little bit of it. And, th- and there's very, like, little movement. Like, people don't move a lot. People don't talk a lot, even. Yeah. Um, it looks very beautiful, though. The opposite of boisterous. But it's... A, one of my quotes says, imaginatively titled, Tomoe. Yeah. <laughs> this theatrical ghost story resurrects Tomoe Gozen as a grieving, resentful spirit bound to Lord Kiso no... Yoshinaka's shrine in Awazu. Uh, as it turns out, she's pretty pissed that she wasn't allowed to die with her master <laughs> and has been stewing at the shrine ever since. <laughs> just imagine her just pacing around like, gosh, dang it. Mm. Uh, the Buddhist monk who finds her prays for her soul, but there's no telling how effective that was. 
So basically, it's a, the play is about the monk, but he goes to the shrine, finds her, and then finds her upset. I like the idea that she's, like, her soul is there and she's just, like, knocking stuff over because yeah. she's mad. <laughs> just flipping tables. Yeah. And he's like, oh, that's weird. The monk's like, please don't be upset. She flips another one. I'll be mad if I want to. And she's like, I'm torn away. <laughs> and he's like, uh, I'm so scared. Don't cut off my head. <laughs> please don't kill me. Please. Um, she also is in a live action comedy. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> It seems uh, like this lends itself well to the comedy genre. She's, she's the lead in a, a play called Ona Shibaraku, uh, which is an hour extravaganza. Extravaganza. Um, that continues to be one of the most popular and frequently performed kabuki plays, um, even though it first appeared in 1746. Hmm. So it's pretty late um, yeah. as far as kabuki plays are concerned, but apparently people really like it, so... Super popular, which is, once again, unsurprising. I really want to know so what cool. the plot of it is. Uh, I'll tell you. Oh, my gosh. Um, Onashi Baraku is a parody of the original sh- uh, Shibaraku, a flamboyant and flashy tale of a samurai <laughs> hero who thwarts an evil lord about to execute innocent nobles who oppose him. When the samurai hero swoops in to save the day, he halts the villain in his tracks by shouting, Shibaraku, uh, which means, wait a minute. <laughs> Aw. <laughs> hey, hold on. Wait a minute. And then proceeds to mow down the evil lord and his cronies. <laughs> hey, wait! And they all stop and he just kills all of them. <laughs> hold up! Like, Who knew what? it was so easy? Then you just kill him. Yeah. You just have to be like, yo! Wait a minute! <laughs> and then destroy them. Um, and then Ona Shibaraku replaces the original hero with Tomoe Gozen. Um, but I guess in the parody, the actor who plays her achievements um her achievements are like undercut of course Mm -hmm. and they play her very feminine and almost helpless and i'm like cool neat of course they do yeah and uh and that like the idea of her defeating the men is like funny hilarious because she couldn't possibly no one i've never heard of such a thing sad (laughs) hilarious um in 2013 the Mejiza Theater staged Tomoe Gozen, Legend of the Female Warrior, which is a time travel action adventure epic. Whoa. Um, a modern 21st century woman suddenly finds herself transplanted, or transplanted into the 12th century war zone, and everyone is calling her Tomoe for some reason. Oh my gosh, that sounds awesome. All in all, they said it's pretty contemporary message about the potential of every woman has to be strong and independent, and to wear anachronistically revealing leather armor. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Of course. It has to, though. It has to. Yeah. You, you get the skin, skimpy lady armor. No one would watch it otherwise. But appreciate the idea sounds very fun. Yeah. Um, and I already talked about the parade they're in. Um, there's also a few shrines that claim to be Tomoe's final resting place. Um, two of the main ones are the Gichuji Temple in Shiga and the Tokuoniji Temple in Nagano. So, yeah. Check them out. Check them out. Head there. Tell us. Is it haunted? Are the tables flipping? Is she angry? Tomoe. She just keeps saying her own name. Uh, me! Me! Um, at, and there's one, the one in um, Jikuji Temple is considered to be Lord Kiso's final resting place, too. Uh, and they have a stone there specifically that has her name on it. And um, apparently it's very beautiful there. Aww. Like. Uh, more so, I guess, than other places mm-hmm. uh, in Japan, which seems very beautiful in general. But uh, it was one of the famous poet uh, Matsuo Basho's favorite place, and he requested specifically to be buried there because he thought it was so pretty and cool. Nice. So, yeah, it's a nice place. So I'm going to assume that's where she is. <laughs> Just me and Bay. This is a nice time. Um, and then there's also, um, like I said, there's a statue, Tomoe stands guard next to Kiso no Yoshinaka in the, uh, Tokuonji, uh, Kiso family temple, uh, so you can see her, like, that's a statue of her guarding over him. Um, and, like, it's a mausoleum more than a grave, because his body isn't in there. Sure. (laughs) Because they don't know where it is. Yeah. But, um... It's very nice. Uh, sounds nice. And then there's another one 
where she is, um, her grave is overlooking a small shrine, and there's a bronze statue of herself on horseback. There. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, woman. Girl, get it. And then, of course, we got some animes. Yeah. And mangas. Yeah, naturally. Um, there's Samurai Deeper Kyo, which is a manga series that ran from 1999 to 2006, which features Saisei as a zombie-like reincarnation <laughs> of Tomoe Gozen. Oh, uh, okay. Cool. Um... Or maybe Tomoe Gayuku, which means there goes Tomoe, <laughs> which is a popular. There she goes. <laughs> Besasu or Besatsu shoujo comic serial and short-lived anime following the misadventures of a bad girl biker Tomoe. Oh my god! And her hidden love for stuntman Tokoro. <laughs> That's cute. Uh, you can also play um, Tomoe Gozen in an RPG video game called Shin Megami Taisei Persona Four. Oh, of course. <laughs> Why not? Um, the Persona 4 is... You can stuff so many characters says, into those. It's a fantastical murder mystery game. So yeah. It's a good time. Oh, and then there's um, a recent uh, DNA studies going on that suggests there were a lot more women fighting with samurais than they thought before. Hmm, um, imagine that. <laughs> they found, like, a pile of heads. <laughs> you know. Basically. Because? And they tested all of them from the... Uh, it was, it was a head mound, is what they call it, which is so gross. Ew, yummy. Excavated from a site of the uh, 1580 Battle of Senban um, Matsubaru, uh, and it revealed that 35 out of 105 heads were female. Oh my gosh, it's almost like people just will write them out of history. So that's a considerable percentage of women. It's a pretty good percentage. Mm, weird. Hmm. That's that's why you don't let women on the battlefield. So they're like, oh, maybe we need to rewrite some stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I have a quote here at the end from somebody who was, um, like, kind of musing about her. It's really cute reading historians' writings about her because they all clearly have very strong, like, feelings about her. Yeah. And feel, like, a connection with her, which I think is very cute. And yeah. I'm like, I definitely, like, feel that, too, when I was reading things. And I'm like, oh, I love her. She's so great. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I'm just, that's why I'm like, I just want her to have a happy right. ending. Why are all of them sad? She's my child. Just I want her to be happy. Give me something happy-ish. Yeah. Um, but it says, for my part, I'm left wondering what she thought about being in the silent dawn as she braided her hair for battle. Who was her mother? Who were her friends? How did she find courage to face samurai twice her size? Man, if only history cared more. Yeah. Anyway, that was Tomoe Gozen. Yay, Tomoe. Which I don't know how funny that was, but we have hysterical in our title for a reason, too. It's not just about funny. It's also about the ladies. Uteruses before deuteruses. Mm-hmm. And I just got, like, somebody mentioned her in um, one of the groups I met on Facebook. And then mm-hmm. I was like, oh, who is that? And then I just read everything. <laughs> oh, my and gosh. I, like, I love her. <laughs> she is my wife. Yes. And I think she's the best. She's great. So. And we got another, we have an actual Japan episode. <laughs> I know, Yay! like, just pure Japan. Just straight up Japan. No white people. <laughs> None of those are Russians. No. Settle Get down. out of here, Russia. Settle down. <laughs> Even though the Russo-Japanese war was pretty good for Japan. <laughs> yeah, they came out pretty good in that. I need to talk about the Sino-Japanese war sometime. And by I, war, I mean one of them. Yeah. Or both. Yeah. All I can hear in my head is my teacher, Professor Pete's, going, tiny little Japan beats huge China. How is it possible? Oh, my gosh. It's almost like <laughs> geographic size of the country isn't as important. I mean, I understand what he meant. Like, China, <laughs> yeah. China had better defenses. They had, like, a better army and more resources. Japan has no resources. Japan has a better position. Japan has the will to survive mm-hmm. and to thrive. They've got that, that risk bonus of being on an island. It's true. Stay, it really, really helps. Stay on your island and just build up. Yeah. They have to come to you. It's hard to get those island nations. They won't give up. Mm -hmm. Because they really just have to funnel all their money only into boats. Right. They don't need soldiers. They need boats. Yeah. If if you can get, like, a good enough barricade around them, then, I don't know, hope they starve. But they can just grow food. 
And uh, we'll, we'll post also, because now I really want to watch it now that I did all this Japan stuff. We'll post uh, the Bill Wurst, uh, or Wurtz, I can't remember how to say it, uh, History of Japan video. Oh, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> Where it's like China, like, calling them monkeys, and then they're like, no, that's not nice. And he's like, what do you want us to call you? And it's, how about Sunrise Land? <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course. Anyway. Thanks for listening. You can email us at hystericalhistorypodcast at gmail.com, especially if you have histories of non-white people that you want us to cover. We would really appreciate it. Yeah. Or just like the south half of the world. <laughs> if it's south of Europe, mm-hmm. that would be lovely. Like of the Mediterranean. Yeah. We're looking, at the, we're looking at the map and it's a little empty on the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. A little empty on the bottom. Yeah. And yeah. we've already talked about China more than once. Like, I would, I mean, I'd happily talk about China again, but I feel like I haven't left them out. China hogging all the spotlight. Japan, you've got it now. You've got the business. You got it. Just do some Korea. But then it's just like, is it Chinese history or Japanese history or Russian history? <laughs> I'm sorry, Korea. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Anyway, please email us of your suggestions and leave us reviews on iTunes or on Stitcher or both. All of the above. We'll love you even more if you Mm -hmm. do both. But no matter what you do, we love you. Thanks for listening. And freaking just be awesome. Just be awesome. Be like Tomoe. Be like Tomoe. Don't kill people, probably. Or do... (laughs) We we can't sanction that officially. We don't support the murder of people. No. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>